forward to the cloud. <laughs> and uh, th thanks everybody for joining us uh, today for our webinar training series uh, during COVID. Uh, appreciate the uh, attention and the time that you spend with us. Hopefully we're bringing you very uh, meaningful, good information. Uh, today we're going to present uh, our Lunch and Learn on building irrigation sets using Jane Logic. And um, the presenters we have today, I'm really excited about for a, a couple main reasons. Uh, you know, our first presenter is David Lindsay, and he's a territory sales manager for Jane Monitoring and Control. And as I've said before, David's got a real can-do attitude uh, working with growers in the field, uh, getting together with them, showing them uh, how, to, how to do it the right way. Uh, gives me incredible confidence to uh, recommend David and, and know he's out on a job. Uh, and, and, and that's fantastic. And we also have uh, Connor Cunningham today. And Connor's been involved in a lot of installs with growers in the Central Valley over the past years. He's a Fresno State grad and really knows the area well. And, uh, and, and that always helps. But um, the, the, the biggest thing and why I like these guys and why I was so excited to have them on today is I'm so impressed with their technical knowledge. I'm so impressed with the work they do and uh, the care they take in their training and, and presentations and just uh, in general helping growers be better growers that uh, I wanted to uh, uh, let all of you see that today. So uh, so with that, I'm going to turn it over to David Lindsay. Uh, David, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Richard. Thank you again for the kind words. Um, so I wanted to make sure that everybody understood we're not really building an irrigation set. We're virtually building it. And it's a very important step uh, in Jane Logic uh, because without this data, this I call it homework to the customers, uh, we really can't do our job. The algorithms don't work as well. They will give you basic information, but this just nails it down. I always tell growers it's like buying a rifle and then adding optics to it. Um, when you put all this information in, you're zeroing that scope on a rifle. So hopefully that resonates with everybody else as well. All right, let me get my, uh, we're gonna talk about the drawing tool, the adding crop and irrigation type, setting the KC curve, how this applies uh, to the scheduler, which is important as well. And then we'll do some questions and answers as well after that. Monitoring control system overview. It's uh, our, our famous photo, shows everything we do. Only thing we need to add in here probably is a reservoir and show some level sensing in there. And here is our target for today. Uh, Connor is gonna be the customer. He's actually gonna go in and create this uh, uh, irrigation set, which we also call a FLD, a field. And we're gonna set all the parameters and then we're gonna show you exactly how that changes the data that's presented in Jane Logic for those sites. And Connor, we're gonna go ahead and stop sharing my screen. Great. Hey, hey Dave, can I ask you a question while we're uh, getting ready to share Connor's screen? Absolutely. And it's a question I get from time to time and I'm, I'm sure you guys will have a great answer for it. Uh, make it very understandable. What's the difference between a block and a set for people? Uh, I think honestly, it's, it's, it's based on the customer's definition of it. Um, it, it I haven't seen in, in the ag industry where somebody calls block one and it's not a single irrigation set, but it is possible. And you have to be very clear with the customer that when we're building irrigation sets, if you've got a block and it's 40 acres, but you due to the water that you have can only irrigate in three sets, we need to know that because when we draw this boundaries, 
um, it's going to calculate uh, acreage. And with all the data we're inputting, it directly affects the applied water calculation. Okay. All right. Great. I, that, that really helps, I think. And Connor, would you agree with that? Is that about what you would... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would say in this instance, um, it's the terminology that we use, but um, the nice thing about the system is that it is customizable. We'll see that here as we start to move into this. And, um, you know, it, it's customizable to mean something to the end user at the end of the day. So if you want to call it block, set, whatever is easiest for you to remember. So that way it's easy for you to navigate through the system and interact with the data. That's what matters. But you know, we do have some general ter terminology that we apply here to try to make things easy to start off with and to get going. Yeah, and a la landscape, I guess we would call it a zone, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, let me bring my screen up here. And then, uh, David, you can help walk me through setting one of these up. All right. So if you want to scroll up on your screen there, go to your root directory, which is called Rompal here. This is my root directory here, this folder? Yes, sir. Perfect. And then on your far right, you're going to see a screwdriver and a wrench. That's your configuration page access. Go ahead and click that once everything comes up there. Okay. Perfect. And on the bottom, you're going to see there, there's a plus symbol that says create irrigation set. So go ahead and scroll okay. down to the very bottom of the page there. Perfect. And again, I want to remind our uh, attendees that if you guys do have some questions, feel free to type them into the chat box and uh, I'll uh, relay those to Connor and Dave. Right. And we also will we'll do this exact training with any grower. I know we're simulating it here. Uh, Connor does know what he's doing, so it's, it seems a little silly, but we want to make sure everybody understands that we will provide this exact same training to, to every individual customer if needed. Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm going to try to emulate some of the questions that we've been faced with, um, trying to anticipate some of the things that you may have questions about, but please feel free to speak up and chime in. Right. All right. So what is a KML file? So that's, this is a great example of one of those questions. Uh, if you've previously draw, drawn out all of your irrigation blocks or sets in Google Earth, let's say, and you save those files as KMLs, you can actually import them and be done with this right here and then just go into the, the setup uh, for the irrigation set itself. But in this case, we don't have it saved, so we're just going to say no, and we're going to draw it out instead of importing. Okay. And there you have it. So this is your drawing program. It takes you in there. You're going to have to zoom in on the actual site, which is going to be the only one that doesn't have a uh, block, block box around it. Okay, I see there's two up here. Yep. David, how did those icons get here? So this is a GPS coordinates that's transmitted from the devices themselves. Um, it's a very very valuable tool uh, if you move the unit or if the unit's misplaced or stolen we've actually used it to track down last known locations but for all sakes of purposes these are where they're at um, you do have two sites on this block uh, the future site obviously up there is a future pad that we're going to put some filters on later but for now we're looking at that block right there on the uh, western side there so if you irrigate that all in one set you go ahead and, and start using your edit tool 
or your ad tool and, and okay. zoom in on your corners. I recommend that you start at the corners where you've already previously drawn. So you see there's a set below that. Mm -hmm. If you zoom in, you can actually get down to the tree row itself and drop your first pin right in there. Yep. So you're saying right about here. Right about there. Yeah, you don't want to overlap the lines because what happens is when we go into another step, you're going to see there's irrigation indicators. And if you encompass uh, another block that has another irrigation indicator in there, they'll both come up. And then by name, you have to select which one is yours. But what you're doing there is you're overlapping acreage and you're not getting the true calculation of applied water. Okay. Doing perfect there. And you know, you want to take out the roads. You don't want to include those. You're really li literally looking at where your trees are at, especially when you're on drip because you're not throwing water out there. So we don't need to know what's going on. Oh, and it looks like I can not include this house right here. Yeah, I wouldn't include the house. Okay, perfect. And I'll note too, with, with our agrologics data, we do the same thing and we export these polygons through that to them. So we get the exact locations that we're monitoring on the underground in your bank as we're monitoring from the agrologic satellite data. Got it. So if these are drawn in here, the agrologics can get set up right away? Absolutely. Great. And you double click at the end. There you go. So, all right. So you've drawn your polygon, mm -hmm. created more or less the set that we're going to irrigate here. Uh, okay. Go ahead and hit your next button. So I did, David and Connor. So if if uh, if I have Jane Logic and I basically just draw this in here, I'm going to get the AgriLogic's information for that as well. You can, yes. Yeah. And, and that's done automatically or I have to request it? How's that work? You have to request it right now. We are working on software patches that will automatically include it, um, but that's on the super nerd side and I don't know where we're at with that. But right now they do come in email format um, and they are images and they do give you your ETC. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, it seems easy enough. All right, Connor, go ahead and hit next on there. Okay. And then this is where you would name it. And I think we're going to call this Rompal Home Ranch Site 1 FLD. Uh, we just use the, the acronym FLD for a field. You don't have to put that in there. You can call it what you want. Some customers put IS at the end so they know it's an irrigation set. Some guys put FLD. Some guys don't do anything. The icons determine what, the actual what you're looking at in your root directory. And then you can hit next there if that's what you want to call it. You. All right, so here's where we're going to set up our crop type. So if you select that drop down menu where it says crop, okay, you're going to get a list. Go ahead and select your crop type. I believe that's almonds. Yep, that is correct. And then your start date. Uh, these actually started last year. So, kind of your mic kind of went uh, oh. dim. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I need to speak up. Start, these were planted last year, January okay. 2nd. And don't put an end date in there. That's if no. you were going to do a rotational crop. Uh, uh, so this okay. model still works for a row crop as well. And then your, okay. obviously your plant spacing needs to go in there. And then your row spacing. Very good. And then you can add varieties and your rootstocks. What do I do? Where do I click here? So go up to the plus sign where it says add a variety or varietal. Okay. 
Oh, that's an extra. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then these are Monterey's. So, David, the drop down are they already populated for you, or do do you have to go in and populate them? No, they are. And and if there's a variety that you actually have that we don't have in there, we can add it. We've done that before as well. And if well, I wanted you to add that, I call you, email you. How does that work? I, um, if you wanted to change it or again, anything dealing with this after we create the initial set here, we'll show you real quickly how to go in and make minor changes. You can even make changes to the, to the boundaries if you've overdrawn it and, and we'll show you that too as well. And then Connor, if you're done there, you can go ahead and hit next. Okay. All right. Your irrigation method. So hit your drop down menu on that one. All right. I believe you're this is all this is all auto populated as well yes sir okay so i have drip compensated all right and the start date was when you installed the system okay we want to know how old it is gotcha put it in at the same time uh, so it's the start date of when the system was installed not the start date of when you want to start irrigating yes sir that's correct Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're literally, this is my homework that I send out to customers. We're literally drilling down into the actual irrigation system, telling Jane Logic exactly what you have out there. And again, it all goes back to calculating applied water based on the pressure transducer that's in the field. Gotcha. Yeah, application rate inches per hour of the, the emitters. Perfect. Uh, uniformity, newer system. I don't systems. know what my uniformity is. Right, if you haven't had a distribution uniformity done and it's an older system and you wanna get this real accurate, you might wanna have one of those done or do the catch can method yourself. Um, on newer systems, we populate like a 92 in there. Um, this site's been out there for what, a year now? Um, you're probably, I, I'd say you'd be safe with 92 right now. Okay. We know that you're on a chemical treatment out there as well. Uh, so you've got clean lines and we know we, we flush pre and post season as well out there. And then if you wanted to retire this irrigation set, that's when you'd put the use end, but we're not gonna do that obviously. Okay. And then click out of that and then you'll your next button or finish. Well, my next button doesn't let me to do that. So do I hit finish? Yeah, hit finish. Great. All right, there's a little note there. Some of the stuff that runs in the background with Jane Logic, uh, their batch programs that run, they take this data and they crunch it. It might take up to 20 minutes to see that data being crunched into whatever that widget's running. Go ahead and hit okay. All right, now go ahead and hit your home button in the top right there. We'll get out okay. of the configuration page. We don't need to add anything else? Nope. Uh, okay. Oh, well, we. We can go into those. Uh, those are going to be on the actual irrigation uh, field okay. itself. So hit the home Great. button real quick there. Yeah, I see what you were getting at. I kind of did this out of order. I, I wanted to go ahead and move that field up underneath there. So you can't see it right now on the screen, but if you scroll down in that block you're in currently, your root directory, you should see, okay, it's at the bottom. So go ahead and you can highlight it. Hit the organize button to the top right, 
And this can be used for everything that's in those folders. It's, it's arranging things. This is a very good tool too, that if everything's out of order because you've created it after the fact, like we just did, it puts it down at the bottom. Now we wanna get that back up underneath the actual site itself. So if you look in the right window there, you'll see Ron Paul Home Ranch Site 1 FLD. Check that block and then use your single arrow and push it up to right underneath the actual field unit itself. Right there. And then hit save and close. All right, now we still have it highlighted. And again, you, I think I saw where you were going with that. We still need to set up some, some factors in here. So go ahead and go back to your configuration page, which is your crossed wrench and screwdriver there. Okay, do I need to click on the root directory again or can I leave no, this? No, stay right, stay right where you're at. You're okay. gonna, it's gonna take you right into the configuration page of that actual field site we're looking at. Okay. Yeah, I got a little ahead of myself there. Sorry about that. No worries. <laughs> But the more you interaction you have with moving around in here, I find that, you know, it's, it's repetitiveness. So the more you do it, the, the, the faster you learn it. All right, so let's go in and we know our general tab is set. We see the, the boundaries are drawn around the site. It's highlighted in green here. If we wanted to edit it here because we were off, we could. That's where you see it says start editing. Um, I think we're good. We're at 17.89 acres. No need to even go in there. Okay. Uh, click the tab that says crops. All right. Let's confirm that we got that all right. Everything looks good there. Do I just click here? You can click there. Go ahead. It's going to give you okay. all the data. Now, Plant David, spacing, row spacing. I, I have I have other I have other blocks that have more than one variety in it. Right. Uh, how does the system know how to deal with that? So right here is where you would add a variety. You can add another oh. varietal there. So I, most okay. growers do have multiple varieties because of cross-pollination, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so if you do that, I'll actually put both varieties, both, both varieties in the same, same uh, block. Yes, yes. And I don't, I, you know, Richard Gates would probably know more on that on the backside, but I don't think we make too many adjustments based on that. Uh, the, 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 you're going to see when we go into the KC curves, that's where that would change. Uh, this is more for uh, historical data logging, because when you retire this, if it was a row crop, you can keep this there. So it, it can stay forever. And you just continue adding new crop every, every season. Right. Okay. All right, well, I can do that later, so yeah. let's do those changes. Okay, so this looks like it's correct. Right, so what now your next step would be go check your irrigation system by clicking that tab, correct? Okay. Now, here's where we see there's no indicator selected. So the indicator so is indicator? the pressure sensor, and that's where this overlapping lines would, would be affected. If you hit, click that dropdown, you're going to see one pressure sensor in there. There you go. So now what we've done, we told it that when that pressure sensor says, hey, I've got four PSI or greater, there's an irrigation set going on. We start calculating and recording the irrigation set itself, drip compensated at 0.35 inches per hour, uniformity 92%. You get it saved there, it'll save that data. All right. Now here's the good one, the KC curve. This is this one we had put no data in yet. 
Click that one. Okay. All right, now we're gonna go ahead and assign a KC curve to this by hitting the plus. That's one thing that's standard, it looks like here, David. Every time I wanna add something, I'm hitting a plus next to the uh, what I wanna do. Absolutely, yeah. Kind of almost right. self-explanatory, you wanna add, there's a plus sign. Click your drop-down menu on your KC okay. curve here. And uh, we're gonna use the Sandine 2012 okay. Almond. Okay, but it does look like there's all sorts of other ones in there too. There are, and we can, you can make your own. There's a place to do mm. that in here. And then you'll be able to select from that. Or if you give us your area, we have people that can make those curves as well to add them to your portfolio. So every time you go into your drop down menu, that selection's there as well. Okay. Uh, your environmental factor, these are newly planted trees. I would go with a 0.25. Okay. One being a fully producing tree. Does the drop-down work, too? No, that's just up and down arrow to increase percentages or numbers. Okay, so then the environmental factor, this is really – so you said something important. I think I cut you off. Uh, so what's a fully mature tree? A one. Okay. So right. this so this 0.25 would be suggesting what? That it's it's one quarter of the way to its full full production. Okay. And we need to know that too, because obviously it needs less water. And then emergent state. So emergent state with, with almonds, because we're using Sandine as a calendar year. So you're gonna wanna put that at January 1st. Of last year, correct? No, this year. This year, oh, yep. okay. Now this is one of the things that we're looking at potentially automating in the future, uh, you got to go in every year and make these changes on your emergent state. Um, it's super easy. You just go in right like you're doing now, and you just select the year and change it to the following year. Okay. And then am I done? You are done. You can hit save okay. there. Now, do you have a manager tab? Yeah. <laughs> in your case, your manager is the same. He's going to get all the reports. Yeah, go ahead and you got to hit save first. There you go. Oh, okay, so I have to save every step. Yeah, we want to make sure you save everything. That way, you know, if you go to another tab and you don't make any changes and you forgot to save on KC Curve, it won't save it. So we make you save every time you leave it. Gotcha. And one thing I appreciate is that tab that comes up to say, sure you want to go forward, uh, you haven't saved yet. That's uh, been a lifesaver for me. Right, exactly. me too. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to select my branch manager, Dave Whiskey. <laughs> that's, that's the wrong guy. No, that's fine. You put me in there. <laughs> yeah, he right, might not so, show up. Who knows? You're right. Now, I'm already in the system, <laughs> and, and most growers already have their guys in here as users, so that those names pop up like that. Click that uh, drop down again. Oh, okay. Oh, that's all right. You're fine. You can do it here. I'll go back here. Yeah, so you see that everybody that has access to your site's can go in and, and we can add them automatically. And that's because they have a portfolio in there. So we know their email address, we know their phone number, so on and so forth. Uh, it makes it a little easier. See there, it populates an, uh, an email address. Okay. I'm not in there for email. <laughs> Great. All right, well, let me save that. Perfect. So am I done in this portion? Or okay, what? you are. Now go ahead and hit that okay. home button again. We'll take you back out to the main page. And you already have the irrigation set or the FLD highlight lighted on the left. So the widgets Great. now have changed. You can see you actually have more. Some of them are taking a little longer to populate, 
because of those warnings that some might take 20 minutes. Your forecast oh, okay. hours hasn't come up yet. Um, there's other things. Um, yeah, I see there. So then oh, what okay. I want to do is if Richard, if we could go ahead and share my screen now. I'll stop sharing and then I'll give it to you. All right. Let me make sure I can do this. Share screen where we left off. So this is basically where you left off. You've got some newer widgets that have been added. We're gonna go over those real quick here. One of the widgets that changed is crop. Obviously you added a crop type. So now on the bottom you see, you have almonds, you see the date planted, you see the varietals. The next one is the forecast. This one's hugely important. This is taking AccuWeather data. It's not using the current weather station that's on your site. This is available to everybody, whether they have a weather station or not. And so now you can see that your forecast at hours have increased to 11. Your schedule shows a zero because we've put nothing in the schedule yet for this. And the actual, because you haven't irrigated yet today. Okay. Big one that does, that it's a new one. It doesn't, it's not there and zeroed out is applied water calculation. We talked about this. Now you'll notice here that you've got a dark blue and a light blue. Light blue is obviously calculated applied water. So it's already taken historical data. It's populated it in here and it showed you what you did back in October, November, February, and April. Um, the monthly rain is a little bit misleading. It's not necessarily rain. This is actually your site in the field utilizing the pressure sensor and the soil moisture probe. Now we saw infiltration with no pressure. So we assume that that is a rain event, but in reality, we know that you're flood irrigating out there as well. And the infiltration widget, it would show you an orange line down during that time, which would indicate that was in fact a rain event. It was captured by the weather station. The other thing that changes as well is that in the scheduling application, you see previously there were zeros in there. Uh, some of the numbers don't change. And now we have a, a bunch of data in here. <laughs> You've got your day ETO, your KC coefficiency, your environmental factor, we know what we set that at, the day ETC application rate, distribution uniformity. Um, forecasted hours, it's telling you that that's what you should run every day to meet ETC. Okay, that's it. Nicely done, Mr. Rompal. <laughs> There's our information there. I thank everybody that joined us. And if anybody has any questions on any of this, we'd be happy to discuss it. Yeah, so we've got a few here right now, Dave. And uh, uh, so first question is, um, so uh, this is, uh, you know, like anything, you do it a couple times, or you do it every day for three days and you know it in your sleep. Uh, if you're setting these up at the beginning of the year, you come to the next year, or it's the first time, right? Uh, it might feel a little overwhelming uh, how to do this, even watching the video or watching it again, right? So um, how, how can people learn this? What's the best way? So, you know, hands-on is obviously the best. It's, that's how I learn. Not everybody learns like I do. My wife can read a book and remember it forever. She was a phenomenal college student. I can't do that. Um, I've learned by trial and error. We normally set customers up as a user, not as an admin, so they can't go in and make any errors. Um, we are on call almost 24-7 uh, to walk anybody through all of these processes. There is a question mark on the bottom right corner of your Jane Logic window. If you click that, there's actually a live conversation button, and there's three people 
that are on there most of the day. And some of us are on there till really late at night. So don't be afraid to click that button and say, hey, is anybody there? Because you might get a response at, you know, 1130 at night. And we would provide that, that assistance to you. Yeah, and so the people I might find on the chat, am I just getting some chat center or, you know, what's the qualification of these people? No, that's that's us. That's myself, Richard Gates, and uh, Bill uh, Freeman up in Sacramento. So you've got the lead guys there. We're soon to add Connor, uh, but he's kind of a new dad, so we don't want to eat up too much of his time. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so um, when, when, when you get this, how many people can use one license? How, how does that work? Uh, I, we don't have any limit on how many people that we'll allow you to add for access. Um, I, I have some customers that have 15 to, you know, to 30 people in there. And that's where when you go in and you set your managers, it becomes more important because when you're submitting reports, that way it's not going to everybody. It goes to the managers of those specific sites. But everybody has access. And those access limits can be changed. Some are just users, some are admin. Yeah, we're meaning, and I want to add on to this too, because there's another point that I want to bring up. So adding on to David's point, so yes, some people can have what's read-only, where they're only able to run through the site and just look at the data. Other people can have access levels where they can not only look at the data, but they can actually manipulate, so they can configure, change the names of sites, they can actually pull data, all sorts of that kind of stuff. So varying levels. And then on top of that too, we also do have the alerting function. So that allows people that um, want to have alerts sent to say like irrigation foremen or irrigators out in the field, but they don't necessarily want them to have access to all the data to not overwhelm them, or they just don't want them seeing it. You can just send them an alert saying, Hey, there was a high pressure alert. Can you please go check this site? Or there was a, you know, there was a low flow alert at the filter station, can you please go check that out? So there's multiple ways of adding people to being able to have access to the system. Yeah, so so Connor, we basically you can set up permissions. Mm -hmm. And how difficult, do they do that? Do they ask you for the help to do that? How's that work? Yeah, it's a mix uh, and you know, Dave's chuckling. Uh, it's a mix. Uh, you can either ask us to do it, we'd be more than happy to help you out. Uh, the other way of going around it is we can show you how to do it and then you can take it and run with it. It's, it's very simple. It's as simple as what we just walked through. There's a plus sign, you hit plus, you add in the person's information and you're off to the races. Yeah. So, I mean, this is pretty amazing, right? I'm getting uh, top uh, knowledge, people with the top knowledge of the product helping me one-on-one -on -one via video or phone or uh, in different times, you guys would come out, right? And sit down Absolutely. with me and, you know, side by side, and we do it on the computer together. Yep. Does all that cost more? Do I buy like a customer service package or something or? No, it's all inclusive. That's what you get. Um, and I think that's uh, something, you know, we don't share enough is actually um, customer support is huge. I, I look at it as our number one. Uh, I would, you know, I would rather keep a customer happy than go find a new one, actually. And I know, you, you know, that's not what we're here to do, all, all and said, but um, a happy customer is a paying customer, too. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're after both, right? Right. We've got to take care of both. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and that's really key. And so, um, yeah, I'm always amazed, right? Because in this day and age where I know sometimes I call a software company and the first question they ask me is, can I get your credit card number? 
right? <laughs> because I'm calling customer service. All of a sudden, I'm getting experts for no charge. Uh, this is pretty amazing. And, uh, and you know, uh, it, um, it costs money to send people out to, uh, to a job. And so, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of expense to that. So I, now I can kind of, it helps me see the value of what, uh, what I'm getting when, when, I, when I see that and compare it to the cost. Right. And yes. when it comes to training the customers, there's no additional cost to that. It's our goal. It's our mission to get you. I want a, a customer to know as much as I do. Not that I don't like talking to them, but then if they don't call me, everything's good. And we are monitoring, obviously, the health of the systems, and that's our service department side. That's a whole different story, obviously. Mm -hmm. you know, and there's, there is you know, some fees associated with that. But we, Richard Gates does a really good job with, with Santino and Bill of drilling down to what exactly the problem is. So when the tech goes out there to do the job, he's only going out one time. And it's, it's, you know, we know what we're going out there to fix. So yeah. we're very efficient at that. And that's, that's crucial too, because, you know, we're burning fossil fuels to, to drive out there. And we don't want to pass that on to the customer when we can do this much work on the backside to give that tech as much information as possible. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Richard Gates. Wasn't he like one of the founders of yes. uh, the company? Right. He is one of the co-founders. And I think he's listening in. He just can't talk to us. <laughs> that's pretty amazing that I can get his help right yes and, and he is Yoda we in the, the world of the Jedi he is Yoda that's right that's right. right so Connor for people you know getting started um and I, I know you have a lot of advice for them and a lot of suggestions but if you have kind of a, a few uh things uh you know words of wisdom you'd want to pass on to them right now or especially somebody who's just considering uh should I start using this or not you know what, what do you what do you have to say to those people I would say there's no better time than now. I, I've heard a lot of people saying that, oh man, I need this stuff. I need this stuff. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. You don't have to start big. You can start small, start off with some agrologics, start off with a single site and just get something going. And you're not going to break the system. So don't be worried about breaking the system. We actually encourage you to try to break the system. Yeah. <laughs> and um, as you guys have already eloquently stated that we are here, we're available. Uh, we have access to great technology being alive in 2020. Uh, we have FaceTime, we have phone, email. There's lots of different ways for us to be connected and try to solve some issues remotely. So that way it can be done right away. And uh, we have trucks. We're more than happy to go drive out, pull some soil samples, you know, fix cables in the field. We're here, we're available. So don't be, you know, if that helps to put some people at ease, just give it a shot because it's becoming more and more to part of people's daily lives and uh you know data is king in this day and age yeah i think that's such great advice connor because you know i always say when when is it paid off like to not call your doctor you know i'm not going to call my doctor yet i'm going to wait a couple weeks and see how i'm feeling then and how often does that pay off and you know the answer is not very often right you're always better doing it early when i wish i would have made that business investment last year i'd be that much further ahead so uh, I, I think that's uh, really great advice and, you know, get in the game. You got to get yep. in the game and uh, you, you'll, you'll yep. be more competitive if, uh, if you're in there. Yeah. Um, and what, one other way to put it too is a lot of free government money is tied to having some of this stuff out there. So I'm just going to you know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of throw that in there too. Yeah. Hey, we're paying those taxes. We might as well put the money to good use. Right. And I mean, hey, free money, we should probably do a, a webinar on that, right? Because, uh, it's out there knowing how to apply for it's really the key. 
Yep. So yep. Uh, that might be a good one to come back with. So, David, what about you? Somebody who's thinking about doing this, you have some uh, some advice for them? Uh, I'm I'm with Connor. Uh, start now. Hey, I. I, I could tell you a quick story about a grower that has, he's got a few sites, uh, monitoring only. And uh, for appreciation, we gave him a really good deal to get onto his filter sites with our Jane Pulse. Uh, it's a kit, it's the same hardware we saw for anything else. Um, it was at his filter sites, he paid no mind to it for years. And uh, he's now asking for uh, automation. He wants us to plug in. And when you give somebody a quote that's, you know, very, very affordable because the hardware is already there to tie in, to automate that pump. Uh, he didn't even wait a second, said, let's do it. Yeah. So the infrastructure is there and that's the key. So that's why starting early is good, even if it's just a single field monitoring site. Right. And so I guess, yeah, the other thing that I'm reminded of when we talk about starting early is, is the technology better today than it was five years ago? Oh, for sure. For sure, right? So then you get the benefit of the technology getting better every year and you're learning and you're able to manage better with the technology and you're not always playing that catch up game. Right, and the plug on us too, I'll throw it out there. Um, our hardware is phenomenal. Um, we've got obviously an upgrade coming for the C5 uh, because of the you know, 4G LTE and the 3G being shut down eventually. So we're already in work on that. But for the most part, that technology doesn't change. Um, I like to say, if you look at Pavilion B at the World Ag Expo, there's always five to 10 new guys there and five to 10 guys that are gone. Because guys, can, you, I can make something like this in my garage, but it's what you do with that data. Now, if you look at the, you know, PeerSense was in business for a long time, and we have all that history behind us now. We've retitled it, we've retooled it with hardware, um, you just can't go wrong. We've got, we've got the history. We've got clout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And you got well, an entire global company standing behind it too. So if you're worrying about staying power, Jane's got it. Right. Yeah. Excellent point, guys. Uh, you did a really good job today. Thank you. I'm glad you're on my side. <laughs> and uh, we had a question about are there training videos available? And uh, I just want to remind everybody, you know, we have, uh, if you go to our website, uh, JanesUSA.com and just type in webinar training series. You will see all the video series that we've been done. I've uh, been doing week to week or a couple times a week uh, for the past few months. Uh, and then uh, we also have uh, separate Jane monitoring and control training videos on the website too that you can search for. So um, thank you guys very much. Uh, appreciate your time. Uh, those of you who joined us, thank you for, for checking in. I uh, hope you guys all have a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we'll catch up with you uh, next week. I know Kevin Stewart's going to be on Wednesday talking about the proper application of uh, drip tape. So good technical uh, session on drip tape on Wednesday. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Richard.